Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spears and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington the third. Ten dollars, a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Junebug space. Kick it. And that's how I get Oh, Home is where the heart is, y'all. Home is where the motherfucking heart is. Andy and I are coming to you via satellite uh, from his abode and from my abode. He's representing the East Coast. I'm representing the West Coast, nigga. Hey, cuz. Where them niggas at, cuz? Um, East Coast yeah. to Best Coast. Yeah, so you supposed to come back with a son. Now I mean, son. Oh, God, you're right. You're right. Sam, Mom, Duke's kid. On God, um, man. On God. East on Coast God, to Best Coast. Son. Dead ass, nigga. <laughs> Go ahead, say dead ass, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that siren in the background? It's the cops. It's the ambulance coming for your ass. Um. Yo, we got the week off. We got a couple weeks off, man, till we reconvene in Miami. For New Year's. Uh, for New Year's. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, uh, we got a couple of weeks off. Going to do the holiday thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, doing the podcast uh, apart, but together, if that makes sense. Via satellite. For the next couple of weeks. Yeah, via satellite, baby. Um, got a couple things to get into. One, I saw this hilarious thing that I sent to you. Uh, where someone sent out a picture of a tombstone and it said, what did it say? You got it? Yeah, I got it. It said, uh, I think it's great too. Uh, it said, white couples in TV commercials, 1950 through 2021. It's a tombstone with some flowers. Yes, rest in peace to white television couples, white couples in television commercials. What was the date? 1950? To 2021 to 2021 and I thought and I and I was going to post this but I'm telling you man I'm so fucking nervous about posting anything racial because motherfucking Instagram whoop whoop <laughs> is on my ass nigga I think I just recently got one more warning from them and they said dude one more thing and you're done so anything racial religious um political it's political. I I I am I am trying my hardest to stay away from. But I thought it was funny because I said the subtlety of the message. We're not going. This is white people singing. We're not gonna take it. White folks is mad, son. Well, after you sent it to me, I I start I went and I always when I see something funny like that, I like to read the comments and see what people are saying. <laughs> and so I like, did you read this? And you're like, son. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite, my, and it is my favorite one because we talk about numbers all the time on this, uh, on our show, but someone said, uh, black folks are only 13% of the population, but now they got all the commercials. Right. 
and uh, what what's going on? And it just it kind of cracked me up a little bit because okay, first of all, you want me to take the start of this or do you want to? You, you can, but let me just say what one person said, which always speaks to white fragility. Yep. Which is yo the TV shows on TV are still predominantly white. So relax, motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, Y'all still run this shit. But what was funny to me about it is there, there's a couple things that are funny to me about this. Uh, both the fragility part is very important. But before I get to that part, because I'll get to that, because it, it it, that's what cracked me up the most. But we, when we first started doing this podcast, there was an episode where me and you talked about the fact where I brought up that the only two people that advertised to black folks was Sprite and McDonald's. Do you remember that? But, 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 but yes, but it's different with McDonald's. It's ba 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 ba. But we, but we, we spoke about it. So I mean, I'm not saying uh, that I was uh, that I know. I just noticed this before that 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 market wasn't. Go- they weren't aggressively. Other businesses weren't aggressively going after the black market. But here's here's what the. But what they didn't realize is their image. And not to have any black folks on their commercials. Also, it wasn't only not going after that market, but it was alienating that market. And it took them till today to realize to today's market where they jump in full force and everybody goes in full force because they all realized that no one was in the pool. They were all outside. And so they all jumped in. So yeah, when you watch commercials right now, a lot of, a lot of black folks, a lot of mixed couples, all that. Which is f- and some fairy godmothers. So, n- but not a problem. My favorite part, though, was when that person wrote, "It's only thirteen percent of the population, and yet all the commercial." Here, here's the thing that I think I love when people miss shit, and yeah, thirteen percent of the whole entire population of the United States. But dude, this is the beauty, and you've taught me this a long time ago. Traveling changes your whole viewpoint when you move all throughout the country, there's a lot of places, especially where I live, where you live. It's not 13%. It's a huge part of the market. Right. Okay. And I'm, I'm not talking about Dakota. I'm talking about the, the ends of the country. I'm talking about the South. I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm talking about Georgia. We're talking about a lot of black folks in those and they were being completely forgotten, completely misrepresented. Like they didn't exist. Right. And when you say 13%, yeah, okay. So the people that are watching in Iowa, in certain parts of Iowa that have no black people, you're right. It's not 13%. It's it's 1%. So I think those are the people who might be, I'm hoping that those are the people who are like, what's going on here? Uh, like, you know, it, is, it isn't representative of our community. That would at least make sense to me in my head that it wouldn't be like from a ra- from a racist standpoint, but like not understanding a bigoted right. standpoint, but because of poor education. But as I've traveled all over this place, I've gone to many places that are black cities, D.C. Right. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta. I mean, New York. It, it, you know, when you go to the Bronx, it's not. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, what would they say? Thirteen percent black. It's not thirteen percent black in the Bronx. Okay, it's not. Uh, and then put the Hispanic minority on that too. It's not that. It's like eighty-eight uh, percent minority, but it's not the minority there. And 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 when you said fragility, yes, it comes out in 
it comes out, especially in these little things where they, they can't figure out why this is happening. They don't understand why this is happening. Right. And, uh, but at that same time, it happened because these companies weren't putting any money into that market. And they realized that they were, they were looking like what they're running away from trying to be. It doesn't change who they are. Right. Because if they were really serious about who they are, they would have been in those, in these markets before. Well, part of me is going, does this speak more to white fear or, you know, more towards, I don't know if white supremacy is too strong a word, but white dominance in the set, in the sense that, you know, again, white people are becoming the minority in this country and to, 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 to better represent what this country is turning into. Yeah. You look on TV now and there's couples that are, you know, interracial. There are couples that are gay. I, you know, I, I've, I've been noticing a lot more in commercials, gay couples, you yep. know, man and man and woman and woman. You know, I've even seen a few commercials where, you know, trans people were represented. And again, does this feel like, even though we know that's not necessarily the case, white folks are losing their grip on their dominance. You know, and 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 to, for lack of better words, they're sick and tired of of being made to feel like they're not included anymore, or they're not the leaders of the pack, and they feel like based on the comments I was reading, we get it, but stop shoving it down our throats, stop reminding us or or, or forcing that hey, there's a black white couple that, are, that need representation, there's a gay couple, there's a transgender person, but. Not not disagreeing with what you said, but that's been ha- that has been there for a long time. What is happening to my country? There, there you go. There it is. But but it's not. And, and I want to make sure that this, this gets said this way. And when you talk about white dominance and white power, yeah. But the people with the power, they're probably not the ones that are on this post going. It's only thirteen percent of the country. They're probably the ones that don't really have the power. To make the, the the and so when they don't have power and they see their their their, their how they side is losing their yeah. dominance, that's scary to them because they didn't come come with the power in the first place. They had the power by association, not the actual power. Right. So I I, I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. But yeah, it, it it is fragility. It is there. There is a fear of like, okay, so where do I where what where, where, what's going to happen to me now? Where, where's who's out? Who doesn't anybody want my 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 dollars? You know, right? But because they, <laughs> but in this society, if you just if you could just instead of being fragile and look back and go, uh, hey, Pew! yeah, and go, hey, this nigga got uh, Bugs Bunny shit, shit popping uh, off yeah, in the yeah. background. But and go, but this side was never represented in the first place. All these years has never been represented. The only reason you're noticing is because there's finally representation. Right. And like you said, but what are the commercials on? They're still on basically white shows. Dude, I really don't want to fucking paraphrase here. So I'm trying desperately. I thought it was something that D.L. Hewley posted but I don't think that he did because I just quickly went to his page and I couldn't find it. But so I'm going to end up fucking paraphrasing this and I don't really want to fuck it up. But um, some black guy tweeted to my fellow white actors, 
Stop complaining that all of a sudden now you can't get jobs on television because of all the diversity in terms of putting more black people on TV. TV is still predominantly white. So when you thought it was fair or, uh, God, see, this is the part that I don't want to fuck up because this is the critical part. Something to the extent of, so you're happy that there's diversity, but you feel like you're losing jobs. So you felt better when it was racist, meaning black people didn't have the opportunities that they're now getting. That's when you felt comfortable when it was racist. I wish I could find this goddamn quote because it's something like that. But I just, I, I feel like a one wrong word and throws I'm, it I'm off. fucking throws it up. It, up. Yeah. it throws it off. Well, you know, um, Let's see, I, I don't, I don't know how this is. If, if I'm, if I'm going to be putting this correctly, I'm going to try to put it correctly while you try to find this quote. Um, what, what's the chick's name uh, that was doing the NBA jump that doesn't have that job anymore? Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. And, and to her point, and and I think she said it correctly but incorrectly at the same time. I'm, I'm, because she basically said, basically said that she was going to be a victim of this. And she, I'm paraphrasing because of ESPN's bad hiring policies, the things that they've done wrong in the past. And because of their correction, they're making an overcorrection. And I have worked hard for this position. I put the time in, I built this show. I built my credibility and you're going to pull that away from me when there's other people you could pull it away from. And uh, to her point, it could have it could have been a job that a white dude was getting that they could have pulled that apart. She did work for it, so you I, I understand at the <clears> same <throat> time. But you gotta but and, and and I think what you're trying to get to with what that actor said, yeah, you were comfortable because you had the advantage, the number advantage in this job. And as soon as some of those jobs aren't available anymore, and because they're they are because businesses are looking to put upfront. Uh, more minorities, so there isn't as many jobs. But you had all the jobs at one time, and you're still complaining because you still and, have most you, of the jobs, and, and you still have the majority of the jobs, and you're still complaining. Yeah. So, yes, fragility—it's a great word. Why people should look it up, get to know it, and maybe avoid it. <laughs> um. On another note, uh, I sent you that thing about uh, Spotify and the comedians. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan, whose picture was used, uh, and a bunch of comedians really, uh, are saying that, you know, Spotify is pulling them because they're demanding to get paid. Right. For their, for their material as writers. Just like as we As we all are. Yeah. As yeah. we all are writers. We yeah. write the material and not whatnot. A, not everybody, but go on. Right. <laughs> Um, and Spotify would rather go, we're going to pull you rather than pay you. Well, they couldn't come up with it. They couldn't come up with a deal. They couldn't, they couldn't land the right deal. I know, but then you, you start to go, well, what's the right deal? Because unless we're being greedy, I, I think all we ever ask for is what we're doing. I'm not disagreeing with that, but again, who's getting, who's who, when they do these things, who makes that money? Well, like, Spotify does. Yeah, but when when they do these things, when when it's about getting paid for having your voice on that radio or the the, the, the ads that you know, well, like let's say Spotify or any radio show that would run an ad, if you're using someone's um, music 
to entertain you're, or you're supposed to pay them and that they have two, there's two legal bodies that come after, I, I forgot, I, I was in the restaurant business. So if you played, let's say you played music at the, at your restaurant, you owed money for playing that music and they would come and collect that money. Most of that money goes to lawyers, but a lot of that money does go to the writers who never got paid really what they were deserving of, of for their art. But most of the money goes to the bigger names who already have money. And that's kind of the, that's also another problem in this setup. Okay, but for, for, for the comedians, that money goes to us. By how, like when you like, in, like in a television commercial, how many times a television commercial runs, you pay someone for that. But like, I don't understand how it's working completely because I know that if you run on Comedy Central, uh, their station, uh, you get paid for it. No matter where you run, you, you should get paid. Right. But as the artist, but not as the writer. And I, that's this is where the sticking point is. Yeah, I, I can't speak to the writer from a television standpoint. But again, as comics, we are everything. Right. The writers, the producers, the stars, you know, especially, yeah, director gets credit. So, yeah, there's but damn, how, how much direction do you need to do what you would do on a stage? You know that already. But. The, um, yeah, this is about the, the getting paid for the writing because it's always been that there's the artist. The artist all, never did not, doesn't always get paid. I, I'm only using the music industry because I'm trying to set it up that way. The writer in the music industry always made money. But just because you sang the song doesn't mean you got a percentage from of the band and whatever you set up is your rights with the band. But that didn't mean you got money. The writers are the ones who always made money. So that's where this is uh, the... <clears throat> This is where uh, this is more complicated than. Uh, well, my thing, my thing. I mean, look, it, it all boils down to that ugly word greed, because why do we as artists need to even come after you when you know that we should get paid? And yes, we're doing a service to each other by being on their platform. That gives us a place for people to know we exist. But your platform wouldn't exist without us. Right. It's ASCAP, so, by the way, it is the name of the. The, the, in the record, in the music industry, ASCAP is one of the groups that, that requires to be paid for the services of music in your business or however you use it. Okay. I'm just going, why, why do we have to come after you for this? And, you know, if, which suggests to me that if we didn't pursue it, they'd rather give us nothing. Of course. And when you're, when you're a, a, a booming multi-million dollar, billion dollar company, why you why you can't break bread, yo? But as as the artists, this is this has been a long time battle for artists to get paid for their art form. It always has been. It, it, the music industry has been horrible about it forever. Uh, now it's coming to uh, the comedians, but the comedians are always. I I've said this before, and you I don't know if you've disagreed with me, but for the most part, comedians to me are like cable cable installers. They're the lowest on the on the rung because. Anybody can just go and do an open mic and then they they can put on their Facebook page, comedian. They can do open mics. They can tell people they're comedian. Very few people are actually working comedians. And so that's the group of people that are, are not getting what they deserve. And how, do, how does that function, though? How do, you put, how do you put this into place? And that's where this lawsuit is about. I, I, I don't know, but, but I know whether you're a, a Jim Gaffigan or a... Dave Chappelle or the top tier biggest name comic or whether you're Joe Blow, who when you sit in my car or you sit in your car and you listen to XM and Sirius and you're listening to 
one of the many comedy stations, and they say, Joe McMillan, who you've probably never heard of or never seen, who's never done a special, but you're hearing his material on the radio, guess what? He should be paid. He is getting paid as an artist, but not as the writer. Well, that's where we get this is where ridiculous. This, this is why it, it's, it's going to mean more to... And I'm not, and I'm not I mean, it, to, to play that game of artists versus we are the same. We're one and the same. Are we not? No, this is this is the separation as an artist. Like when your stuff gets paid, played on uh, Pandora or whatever, you're you're receiving some money for it. You should be. Yes. But on the sound exchange. Yeah. Additionally, you should be getting money as the writer. That's what this lawsuit's about. Not getting. The oh, but no, but I'm, no, but I'm saying to you. Oh, the, the technicality part of it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know we are the writer and the artist. Right, right. but you're only getting paid for the art form. In, 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 in the way that it's set up in the music industry, you get paid as the artist and you get paid as the, the writer. And that's what we're trying to do. Right. Well, shit, then, yeah, I'm with it. Two checks. Well, it has to, it ha they have to figure it out how it works out, how it balances. Because right now, only the artist is getting paid. Yeah, see, this is where I think they get slick, though. What, what is it you have to figure out? Because, well, in the music, only the writer gets paid. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just simply going, well, we got to figure it out. What's to figure out? Uh, pay me as the writer and pay me as the artist. It, that's, that's it. That would be the fair way to do it. Yeah, but we know how fair works. But this isn't. This is kind of a new world, though, because we haven't had streaming services. We haven't had this. This is this is all brand new. This is the Wild West. We're in a new. We're in a new age. So you know, when you say break bread, there has to be profit, though, for the companies to stay open too. So yeah, I know, but but I don't think it's that hard to figure out. I think they like to play these games and be slick with words and make it more complex than it is, so that they don't have to pay us. But that's that's. And what you just said is describing the music industry. And this art form is now taking a step into what is the similar, very similar to the music industry. Because this is where the, you know, and the music industry is having a hard time too. Because if you think about how long have you been able to buy music or a song for 99 cents forever since, since they did streaming. So, I mean, the music is going through this too. They're, they're, they'll, they'll come up, it'll, it'll get rectified. It's just going to take a few, it's going to take a little while. It's amazing that you would use a word like wrecked. 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 Because that's exactly what this is. This is a rectum fucking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Want to get into this Von Dutch? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw it. And to me, uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I thought it was kind of cool because it, it did have that. Uh, it had a lot of crossover. Von Dutch did when it came out. And it was. Well, so I'm going I'm to I'm tell you right now. Um. For those of you folks, I assume that this was a mostly white thing. And as I'm watching Andy and I are talking about uh, on Hulu, a three episode series, or at least they got three episodes for now. It is three. About, yeah, yeah, Von Dutch, the clothing line. And the moment it started, I went, niggas don't wear Von Dutch. But uh, to the contrary. Yeah. Uh, well, at least in the celebrity world. You know, everybody from Jay-Z to Little John to Bow Wow, Brandy, Whitney Houston, Queen Latifah, niggas fuck with Von Dutch. And I mean, it, it was never big in my world and my culture and to me. So I didn't pay it. No, never mind. But as I'm watching this thing, I was like, yo, this shit was big business. But were you still in New York at that time? 
Or were you in California? No, I, I, no, I was in California. Because it seems more like a well, it seemed more West Coast, even though I know, like you said, Jay Z fucked with it and stuff, but it did have because, I mean, I, the big the big thing for when you're watching, I think, is that Paris Hilton and uh, what what was her her sidekick's name at the time? I, I forgot her name. Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. They uh they kind of, when when they had that series on, they talk about that that kind of blew up across the country with that. That's why I think right. you, that's why I think you saw it as a white thing because. Perry, you yeah, saw I Paris just, Hilton. I, I just, I just didn't know brothers to rock Van Von Dutch, you know. And, and again, from a street level, from a regular Joe Blow level, like people really didn't rock with it. I the think, celebrities, the yeah. black celebrities, rocked it. Yeah, I but think, it, it wasn't like you know. Look, when black celebrities was rocking rockaway jeans, uh, what was P Diddy's line? Fubu. That was what, what was P Diddy's lines? Um, uh, Sean John. Sean, Sean, yeah. That was universally accepted within the black community. Fat Farm. Black people, fat don't. Farm. Black people as a whole didn't rock Von Dutch. They just had a couple. They just had black celebrities that put their stamp on it, which I think made it cooler for white people. But I don't know too many black folks in the streets and in the hood that wore Von Dutch. Well, we, I, I, like the reason I think it was a celebrity item is because it was also, you know, you're paying 80 bucks for a hat. For, for well, that for part. A trucker hat. Well, no, that part in episode two, because what I love, and this is always to me somewhat inspiring, is how they kept cutting to like the cartoon cash register. Yeah. And prior to the hats, they were in the hole. Yeah. They were eating it bad. But the hats is what turned them from being in the hole to a booming multi-million dollar company. And so much so that when the guy from Denmark was saying... He thought the hat shouldn't cost no more than $19. Yeah. But then they would charge in 40, 50, 60, almost as much as 70 for a leather hat. And he said he came in the next day and all the hats were sold out. That's what really turned the company around. Right. Um, I just thought it was funny because when you watch this, I was in that industry. I was gone. I was not in that industry anymore. I had left uh, the, the clothing industry by that time. So I, I kind of saw this on 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 the side uh, as, as as a spectator, and I had no idea though when I watched it, like the beginnings of it and how shady that whole Von Dutch business was. Uh, I'm I'm starting to believe that anything involving an opportunity to make ridiculous sums of money automatically comes with shade, shadiness, cutthroatness. And just dirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can you, you know, how can you not think that? Look at some of the biggest companies. They all had some some uh, sketchy money behind. Not all the biggest companies, but most of the big right. companies had sketchy money behind them or had used sketchy money at some time. Or when I say sketchy money, I don't mean that it has to come from drugs. I mean, it could, it could be like uh, someone killed somebody to get that inheritance money. Some, right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways for money to get sketchy. I'm not just uh, saying on a street level. Uh, I'm like, you can you can take out a relative uh, to get some money to do your business or to take out the person that's in charge of the business. It's happened. Right. So uh, th this was it was interesting, but it was just unfortunate that the people who started it really didn't make the money on it. Because when you watch it, you got to feel kind of bad for some of those guys. Yeah, no, dude. I, I you know the one dude, uh, and, and and you know when it started, 
the one guy who they show, old guy, I think his name was Mike. They show this motherfucker in the wheelchair and then he struggles to get out and he's got his cane and he lives in the trailer park with his dog. And at first, I happened to be eating some uh, Lay's salt and vinegar potato chips and some orange juice. And it almost spoiled my appetite because, you know, I just went again. I, I, I see this old motherfucker in the wheelchair making his way towards his trailer park. And I just for a minute went, God damn it. Andy got me again. This nigga loves dark shit with niggas injured and handicapped and fucking voice mechanisms. A la Val Kilmer. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm in the middle of eating, nigga. And I got to watch this nigga, this decrepit motherfucker. Struggle to get out of this wheelchair, wheezing, and with his cane. And then, then they cut to this nigga later, pissing in a, in a bottle. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> this nigga, Andy, always has got to go to awful shit. <laughs> well, dude, first of all, let's let's stop before we even get to the doc. And let's go back to the fact that you're eating Lay's salt and vinegar potato chips. Yes. Do those smell like feet when you open up the bag in the first place? It smells like uh, exercised pussy. <laughs> pussy that's been exercising and hasn't taken a shower. It doesn't stink. It's just pungent, nigga. <laughs> I love it. I love pungent pussy, nigga. I love it. I love when pussy has an aroma of half vinegar, <laughs> half salt. Uh, but they're crunchy, half- dude. It's crunchy. But the crunchy, though, that's the great part. <laughs> and I mean, just the inside of a boxing glove, nigga, like the inside of mittens, <laughs> if it were worn in the heat. I love it. <laughs> Dude, that is so gross. Uh, oh, it's fucking beautiful, man. That's that's grown man shit. And then you act, and then you said you were drinking orange juice with that. Yes, cold, ice cold orange juice. With vinegar. With vinegar, nigga. Dude, no. Oh, yes. You were... This 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 show should have been the highlight of that meal. That's what man, it just I just didn't want to see no old man wheezing and hurting. I like that um, he has to smoke some heroin so that he can get nigga, straight. I was going, this nigga is freebasing. Because <laughs> oh. you know, yeah, like you like you not to stray away from the point, but yes, he was one of the 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 the, the founders, the early founders right. of this and ended up with nothing. Nothing. And he also had another, he had that, um, that, uh, surf line, uh, bronze age, bronze age. Right. Which I don't even remember that. Uh, I do. And it's, and it's, it's, it's had a resurgent re- resurgence recently. Cause it has that cool, um, fish, uh, fishbone logo. Yeah. And it kind of has, and they kind of, he did it kind of up like the Raiders and it had that, uh, it, it was like that. Again, it was that crossover. It, it gave, what are you doing? It, it, uh, <laughs> Me? Yeah, you just seemed like so so happy right there for a second. Nah, I, was, nah, I, nah, I, nah. I didn't even know what to say. Um, nah. But it, uh, it it had that uh, like that crossover to different uh, groups that that all part partook in surfing, but weren't represented. Because you think of surfing, you think of white dudes on surfboards, don't you? Or all or right. Hawaiian dudes on surfboards. You know, um, what's the shoes you wear? All the time, the ones uh, are, are they Vans? Vans? Vans, yeah, yeah. I, I'm between like between Vans, Von Dutch, Bone. What was it called? Oh, uh, Bone uh, Bronze Age. Bronze Dutch. Age. There are clothes specifically designed for white people, and that, that's you. 
I don't know no niggas that wear Vans. Except, wait, 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 wait. I see you shaking your head. Niggas that wear Vans ain't niggas. They're, they're black, but they're not. You know what I mean? They, niggas that wear Von Dutch, Vans, fucking Bone, whatever, Amber Combi and Fitch. Black aren't niggas, man. Dude, they, they of, black people, but they not niggas. They did, uh, first of all, Amber Crombie and Fitch and, and Vans don't go together. They don't work together. It's Only just, a white person would know that. No, though. no, no. And, and you're not looking at the youth of of your. You're not looking at your youthful black folks coming up because they wear <sighs> vans, dude. They wear vans. Nah, not real niggas, dog. Nah, dude. Niggas wear niggas wear Jordans, any kind of sneaker, or 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 Tims, nigga. Dude, niggas you, don't be wearing uh, um um. Uh, van, son, no. or Skechers. No, who, who's your boy live out here in, in Jersey? Ivan? Yeah, Ivan. Ivan was telling me that he there's a pair of Vans that he was going to get. Bullshit. He told you that. No, yeah, and he told me, he even showed me which ones. He said, don't go get them. He was getting He them. said, don't go get them? Told me not to get them because I liked them. I got to talk to this nigga. I don't believe this. Dude, you, you, you are... He, dude, you're still wearing... The same fucking shit you wore. You're like them old men to get that hairstyle and keep that shit and will rock it to the end of time. Why? Because of the Tims? The Tims, the baggy jeans. Dude, I am from New York. Yeah, but it changed. Tims till I die, yeah, nigga. But it's changed. Come if out they here. Made, if they made dress shoes, Tims, I'd rock those. Yeah, and I even said to you, do you only wear the butter color Tims? And you go, yeah. And then what did, as soon as we saw that DMX video uh, documentary, I was like, did you see all the colors, the uh, yeah. X war? And you still yeah. like, nah, I'm only doing the butter ones. Son, I'm, I'm, listen, I, I told you when it comes to fashion, <laughs> I don't like loud. I don't like busy. I don't, I would never wear jeans when my ass cheeks are bedazzled. You didn't wear any Niggas food. that wear stones on their cheeks. Fuck out of here. I am straight jeans. I'm butter Tim's. I'm fucking a solid colored shirt and a Yankee hat. And I'm good. Dude, you never wore any uh, cross colors, FUBU, uh, All that shit was too busy. I don't like looking like a fucking, uh, a, a, a painting, nigga. It's too busy. A fucking parade float. Nah, yo. Solid colors. That's it. <laughs> That's why when they when they when they started showing the, the Von Dutch, I'm like, man, don't know the niggas wear no Von Dutch. And then they cut to Dennis Rodman putting on a hat. And I said, Yep, don't know niggas wear Von Dutch. <laughs> Rodman's black, but you know that nigga goofy. Goofy Jay- niggas wear that. Jay-Z wore it. Uh, but he, I think he was he was for the moment he got caught up in that trend. Well, Jay Z is New York hat all day, dude. Uh, fuck the dude who the guy who really promoted who and, and had that crossover with it was uh, Chris Mills' brother, uh, right? The uh, black dude, yeah. Terry Mills. Yeah, and that's Chris. Chris Mills went to the U of A. He went to the U of A when I was there. I knew Chris. Uh, Chris, is a cool dude. He really is. And uh, his brother would just knew everybody. So that's kind of part of that crossover too, though. And that's why I said that. I think that when we're talking about it, I think that, that was a lot of LA famous people that were out there. Yo, it was definitely a hot trend. Yeah. And celebrities, you know, either stardom or, you know, once it happens, rock with it. It was a hot trend. 
But what did you think about the dude who finally got a hold of the line that was in those movies, those uh, karate movies? Oh, the Denmark dude? Yeah, the dude from Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever you see... Know, I've seen one of those movies before. No, I've never seen one of those. I, I saw one of them. I saw them like, a, you know, like a back, way back. Right. You know, when it was one of those when cable didn't have Let me as tell you many. Something. What was the dude who's famous? Like when you t- the top tier action guys, like he said, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, uh, Bruce Willis. Then it was a level, and I hate this grade system because I've, I've I've defended against it at times too. Because, like I said, I don't like the high school. I don't know if the right word is monarch, but that high school, you're more popular than this if you're in this. But Christopher Lambert, you remember him? Yeah. He was like the ain't quite Schwarzenegger, ain't quite Stallone, B-movie action guy. He was kind of that dude. But his really only role in that action genre was there can only be one. What was that? What was that movie? There can only be one. I, I, I can't. I don't even remember. Oh man, people are going to be sending in this one. Like I, I really forgot. I dropped the ball on this one. Uh, I, now I got to look it up because uh, Chris. It was there can only be one where he has to. Is that the name of the movie? No, it's where he has to fight all these people because there can only be one of this specific. Entity. There's another guy. There's another guy I'm thinking of too. But was but it for the life? Chris Lambert wasn't he also Tarzan? Was he? He might have been. There's one other dude who, whose name is so on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it to save my life. He looked like, he looked like another one of these dudes, like a, like a, like a um, Fabian type motherfucker. Oh shit! Like Chris, he, he looked. Like, he was also in he, Mortal Kombat. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, it's Raiden. That's that's the one I remember him from. But there's another dude who looked like he was on one of these paperback books at the grocery stores for fat housewives that can't get no fat women that can't get no dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they spend Friday nights eating raw cookie dough and petting their cats. Ah, oh, there's a there's another white guy, and they all had that same look: long hair, you know what I mean, overly tanned, semi muscular. He was he was big in the in the in the eighties. Did he have an accent too? No, straight American, eighties and nineties. But he he again, it was almost douchey cheesy. Dude, I cannot find this movie. Yeah. Highlander, Highlander. That's okay. the one. That's right, the right, one right. that he came. That he. There can only be one. That's right. how I know him. That's what I, I know. I wish him. I could think of this other fucking dude. But I just think it's. I just think it's amazing that this Von Dutch thing. Okay, and, and Von Dutch himself. If you if you know the story of Von Dutch, which I did, because because uh, you like that art shit. Well, and I also knew who he was, though, because he was popular in that striping community and in cars. And I have people that are friends in that, but I also know who he was. And he, right. he wasn't a, he wasn't the friendliest uh, person towards anyone else that's outside of that. Uh, he was bigoted, is what I'm trying to say. He he had some issues. He was a racist motherfucker. Yeah, I, I think he's. I don't know if I'm supposed to use the term racist or bigoted. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know what that that time, that space that he occupied in that time. Right. I don't know that he was being racist or he was just the standard run of the mill bigoted guy back then. 
And and and, and I say that because I, I I do I I I think we're trying to rewrite history somewhat where these people fit a certain place in time. Not that it was right, but that's what that time had and you can't change it. So we're going back and we 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 are uh we're trying people by today's standards, and I don't think you can do that. Aren't you? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, can can you do that? Can you go back in time and say this person is this because, but at that time, that wasn't what that person was? I mean, yes, they're bigoted, but today maybe we'd find them to be racist, but, but it's a different... I'm holding them accountable to a different time. Right. And I don't, I don't you're know. Not making an, you're, not, you're not making an excuse, are you? I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying, can you hold them, though? Like, I think you have to. But it's it's a completely different... Like, Are black and white movies better? No, that's a bad fucking analogy. Uh, it, it's a different time when I don't think that they understood... Actually... Uh, you know, here's how I could say it. Damn, but I don't want to do it this way at all. I was in I was in Texas uh, in 1977, I think, and the N word was used so openly in Texas in this town, and everybody said it, black, white, everybody said it. And honestly, I, I was so uncomfortable uh, coming from Arizona. My grandmother was out there with me; she was uncomfortable. Her, my uncle, her son used that word all the time. And uh, I remember her fighting with him about that word and about using it and how they inter- how the interactions was. But if everybody did it at that time, not that it's right, can you hold them the same way that you would hold someone accountable who said it today? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that ever goes away. They're accountable, but can is, is it at the same? Do you have the same vitriol for that person from that time that you do for the person that said it today? Because today, someone should be more aware. They should be more. Uh, they're, they're they're just as aware then too. No, they're aware. No, because I, I I I'll never forget hearing what he said. My fuck, dude. I'm not I'm not happy with this conversation at all. But I'll never forget what he said. That's what everybody, this is how everybody talks here. This is what they do here. This is, this is what this is. This is, but if they know the difference between the right and wrong of it, then that's just, you know, that doesn't fly now. Well, look, Tommy Hilfiger said it in so many words and he didn't want niggas buying his clothes, but he also realized that a lot of the perks, a lot of the people he was making his money off of was niggas. So, you know, he tried to politic it. But we knew how he really felt. Yeah, but we're talking not about 20 years ago. We're talking about, I'm talking about 50 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving it a pass. I'm just saying I don't know that you can rewrite history and hold people. Like, um, weed. I, I don't know that I could go, well, I, I, don't, I can't, it's, it's, you can't go and should we free? Should everybody? I got in trouble for weed. Did that change because now weed's legal? Should I should I be not in trouble for it? Should I get something back from that? Should it change because of it, or is it that's the way it was? I was I, I was held to that accountability. 
I don't know. I'm, I don't know, but I think it's, I think this is something that needs to be reckoned with because uh, I, I, I think that we can only go. Somebody, somebody sent me this thing about uh, Coco Chanel and that she was, a, and, and she was a Nazi and she was a Nazi and everybody knows that she's a Nazi. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, she was a Nazi. She was a, she, she was like a double agent and she gave the Germans information. Okay. So we know that about Coco that's the, Chanel. That's the, that's the perfume chick, right? The perfume and the, and, and the house of Chanel, Coco Chanel. Um, also, uh, Dr. Porsche was a Nazi who built, who builds Porsches. He's the one who built the Volkswagen, that Volkswagen thing that people drive was really yeah. a military vehicle. And, uh, the, the bug was based on a, a low, uh, f- uh, fuel used car because Hit- Hitler knew that he was going to need um, uh, that he was going to need uh, to conserve resources so that that's how he had that developed and Dr. Porsche is the one who did that. That's what Volkswagen is. And uh, oh, white folks, y'all, y'all just racist nigga. What? White folks, y'all just racist. Okay, nigga. but but as as you go on uh, there's still plenty of people that wear Chanel, but they're not giving Chanel the money. Chanel's dead and gone. I mean, people wear Chanel that I don't see them as Nazis because they're wearing Chanel. I don't see people driving Porsches as Nazis because Dr. Porsche was a Nazi. I, I, I don't know that you can rewrite history because the times when once the times move on, doesn't it change? And don't we become better? Should, shouldn't we become better? And do we still hold each other? Do we hold the, the generation that might not have been as uh, it, to where we are? Do we hold them to that same standard? No, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, look, at the end of the day, you know, people love convenience. People love what feels good. <laughs> and I mean, it, I just recently watched rewatched Dave's special on uh, when he was in Texas and he told that joke about how if a white girl was sucking his dick and she was like, come in my face, nigger. He goes, and he goes, I'm not, that he goes, you know, I'm not gonna go like this. Hmm. And he snatched his dick out of her mouth. He goes, No, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm busting that nut. I'll sort out the ethics later. Um, so you know, listen, if, if Porsche, fucking Volkswagen, Chanel, you know, whatever makes you feel good, whatever's convenient for you, you make allowances. Uh, you know, especially since it was way back then. But but that that's what I'm saying. But you go back and you hold people accountable from way back then that aren't even alive. And we, 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 we are we. But some people have formed such a history at the same time that affect us today. So I understand it in both ideas. Right. But when, <clears throat> but what, how far do we go? What do we take it to? Right. That's my that that that's that's my thing. So when we talk about this uh, Von Dutch guy. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of artists that were racist. There's a lot of artists that are hanging up in museums. And so the, my question is, if we're going to go back and do this, if you want to hold everyone, are we going to go to the mu- museums and just start pulling shit down? Are we going to take it all down? Right. And Coco Chanel was a Nazi? She was an actual Nazi. She was, she was working as, uh, for, for the Germ- giving information to the Germans. Yes. So as a Jewish dude, how does that make you feel? Dude, if, was, your, if your girl goes, I want some Coco Chanel. Honestly, I worked in that industry. The people that are working there aren't Nazis. I don't, I don't hold them to the same accountability. <clears throat> she, she started the brand. She, she, was, she, she hated Jews. 
She wow. came, so she, I, you know, if someone, if, if we went back in time and she wanted to pick up something from, you know, 1940s uh, Coco Chanel, I might be a little bit more disappointed in it. But right. I, I think that time has passed. This company is a different company. I know plenty of, you know, Mercedes, German car company. I'm not going to go on Mercedes. I, 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 I'm not going to go off on them. I, I'm going to say I like Porsches. So better yet, you could ask me Porsche. So I don't have to go with the Coca. Would I drive a Porsche? Yes, I would drive a Porsche. You think if Jerry Seinfeld knew the history, he'd stop driving Porsches? No, I don't. Because this is, <clears throat> it, this is, we, it, it goes back to that. Uh, you, you can, uh, you have to move on. You just don't forget about it. So wait a minute. Was the Porsche, who was the Porsche person? Dr. Porsche. And he was doctor. It was a dude. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, yeah, he, he had the car company and what he was a Nazi too. He, you know, here's the thing though. And this is, this is where it gets complicated as well. Do you're living in Germany and you want to stay open? You want to stay for business? I mean, we saw the, the movie that, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg did, uh, Whatever. No, I'm not going to Schindler's remember. List. Schindler's List. He was a Nazi. So, right. so does that take? Does that? How do you? How do you, you? You can't. Now, now, Coco Coco Chanel is a little bit different. Coco Chanel was actually given information to the Germans. Uh, so that's different. That's completely different. She she didn't have to. She was working for the Germans. Now, Doctor Porsche is German. He's in Germany. He has this car company. Hitler comes to you and says, you know, uh, you, you you know, this is what you're doing. Uh, and that's it. Uh, so he's working with the Nazis. Now, does that, I don't know what that makes him. I don't know what that makes him. I know what Chanel is, but I'm still, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking food off someone's plate today because they work for Chanel. Right. What's the deal with the Porsche guy not liking Jews? Or is he getting in his car? And rolling over Jews? Is he hitting Jews with the Porsche? Is he putting it in reverse and trying all over their Jew bodies? What's the deal with that? Does he stop the Porsche, empty the fuel tank on the Jews, and burn them? What's the deal? Should I stop driving Porsches? Uh... Volkswagen thing was actually the the car that they used kind of as like a semi all terrain vehicle. So they did run over Jews in the Volkswagen in the in that. Oh, did they thing. really? Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so there wow. you go. There you go. Uh, what's the deal with that? <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> and then while driving through Germany, do I pick up a hitchhiker named Kramer? And we start looking for niggas to hang from trees. Okay. See, is this a good thing? This isn't on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, 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 when you watch something like Von, like the Von Dutch documentary, how we can get, how, how far we can take it. Yeah. Um, I, I do plan to, I, you know, of the three episodes, and I've only seen the first two, the first one didn't really grab me much because I thought it was more of a, obviously, a setup story. Yeah. Uh, once they started getting into the success of Von Dutch, it started to get me going a little bit. So I'm looking forward to watching the third episode. 
You'll you'll learn more than you'll know more about what the Ed Hardy, <coughs> where Ed Hardy came from. Actually, you don't really get that from there, but you you'll you'll know the people and how why Ed Hardy got started. Right. So um, it, it's. I mean, I thought it was interesting. It's a lot of time to dedicate to it, but right. uh, uh, if if you liked it or if you knew about it and you like dark shit like I do, it was it was definitely worth seeing. But. Uh, right. Dude, I just been watching a couple episodes of this uh, Hawkeye on uh, Disney. You know, I, I I saw the advertisement for that, and listen, you know, people made jokes about the fact that of all the Avengers, this is the weakest one. Because um, certainly, if he was worth it, I think they would have given him his own big solo film, a la Black Widow, Thor. Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Hulk. But, I mean, let's be honest. What's the most action you see with this dude? Pulls the arrow out, pulls it back. Over and over and over again. So I said, I saw the preview for Hawkeye and I went, is this even worth a look? How how was it? It's actually, it's, it's fun to, it's a fun watch. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a major movie. No, it's not at all. But you know what? And, and, and everything that you kind of just said is discussed in the, in this, in this little series. Oh, they address it. They kind of address it because they're addressing it right now. Uh, kind of off to the side, but not going as directly as that you, you have, you said it, but Jeremy Renner who, you know, who's Hawkeye, uh, dude, he's like the, uh, you know, he's like that. He, he, he's like, uh, who's the now? I'm not even going to remember his name. Cameron Payne. He's the Cameron Payne for the Phoenix Suns. You know, you can't pay everybody. Is that the dude that looked like the uh, sloth? Yeah. Animal? Yeah. yeah. He, you can't pay everybody max contracts. And the right. Avengers are a lot of max contracts. You yes, got to have that's some. That's a great analogy. You've that's a have, great analogy. You got to have some role players, got to have some sloths. And, and, and Jeremy Renan, you know, this Hawkeye character on there. I mean, he serves a purpose, but yeah, he's a, he's a role player. He, he, right. he's coming off the bench. He yeah. ain't starting. <laughs> um, did you ever see Black Widow? Yeah, I did see it. How was it? It was okay. Like, could've... dude, I, I never would have, if it, if it was in the theaters, I certainly wasn't going to go see it. And even when it hit HBO Max and I saw you had to pay for it, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to see it. I said, this motherfucker got to be free. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I saw it for free, though. I wouldn't pay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know. Uh, but no, it was it was all it was all right. Uh, but I'll give you one. I, everybody listening, I'll give you one that if you haven't seen it in a long time, I'm really glad because I, I was uh, I was flipping through my Netflix and uh, it said, uh, and I saw Life was on there. It, it popped up, Life. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence? Yeah. And, right. uh, <clears throat> but, it, but it's not going to be there after the, I think the, the 21st. The, I forgot what date this month. It, it, it ends this month. It's, it, they're taking it off. You know how they only have them for so many months. Right. So Life is coming off. So I was like, man, I better watch this again because I haven't seen it in so long. Right. Dude, it, 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 it's not the best movie ever made. No, but it, it 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 gets you full. It's funny. It is so they the, the, yeah. the, the, the those two together really you, the, I, and I I think if you didn't have the coming to America scenes with all with the old guys that these right. two guys would have been 
pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought it even, but those guys were so funny, right? That you know, this, they didn't they didn't reach that level of funny. But they, I'm telling you, man. Go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. My favorite is the outtakes, man. The outtakes are the, those out. I'm telling you that scene, and 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 again, this is what Eddie's genius is in terms of quick, witty, improv. When that fucking cell phone goes off in the car, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know it's 1936. I'm the first one to have this, <laughs> nigga. I'm the first one to have this at that moment. That is brilliant, dude. It, it, the outtakes are fun. The outtakes were worth watching." But uh, guys, if you haven't seen it in a long time, just jump on it real quick because it's worth seeing again, man. There's so many parts that I've forgotten about that I had. Dude, in the outtakes, anybody that's ever driven cross country or, or, or even 100 miles knows you just hit a stretch of road where it ain't like being on the freeway. It's just you and the bugs. And that one moment where Eddie says to Martin, say this shit again. I whip your ass. It'd be 40 minutes before somebody come up. <laughs> Nigga, 40 minutes before someone comes up. Getting your ass beat for 40 straight minutes. Like Eddie can say things, and all the great comedians do it. They say things that automatically put the the, the picture in your head. Yeah, the vision. The moment. Yeah. The moment. And with the words and the exact way they say it, you see exactly what they want you to see. And it's brilliant. Dude, there's something else I'd like you to see, but I know you won't <laughs> see it. And I know we're almost done with this part of this episode. So I'll just tell you. And I watched it and it was long, dude. It right. was really long. But I watched I watched the Beatles uh documentary that they had on. Dude, I saw the preview for that and I'm and I'm going, I should watch this. But I'm not a Beatles guy. I could care less dude, about the motherfuckers. I I am not. I'm not the I like the Beatles, but I'm not one of the biggest Beatles fans. I watched But they this. speak to your whiteness though. No, no, they spoke to dude. If you watch it, you're gonna be very interested in seeing some of the stuff that gets done in this and why they're why I, I still I I think I'd like them less after watching this. But really, emo, but emotionally, I'm more like after I was done watching it, I'm just gonna I'll tell you this because it doesn't affect anything that's in it if you wanted to watch it or not watch it. Um, but after I watched it, I actually, I actually almost cried because of this. I didn't cry. Oh but shit! I, no, but I almost did because you saw this moment where you 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 see the beginning of the end of this this band. It had all these hit songs and was this big. They were bigger than life at that time. You saw the pictures of all the people coming out and screaming and yelling for them, and there were this huge entity, and you saw the beginning of what is going to be the end. And you see all this greatness and it's still, and you know, when this movie ends where, or the documentary ends that they, that they had a feeling like they were going to continue and you know, what's going to happen after this. And it left me this, this feeling that I've never had before about comedy. Even like, you just don't know, but it's never going to end where it's all going to end. And I, I, this is this dark shit that we talk about with me and you that you don't like, but it all ends. No one gets out of this as, you know, you, you could die at the top, but you're still dead. <clears throat> it's all going to end. And it was just amazing to see like this, this moment that they captured. And it is, it's the beginning of the end of, of, of what the Beatles are and, and going to be as the, as the group. 
and you know what's mm. coming down the road, but they looked like there was some optimism at the end, and you just know like there's it's it's just ending at that point. And it was kind right. it was kind of a, I don't know. I tuned into it in a different way at the end about like life and like my my place uh, in comedy, what I want to do, and then and then after I saw that, then I saw a clip of uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, not Kobe Bryant. Um, it was it was. Uh, Fuck, who was it? I think it was Jay. I don't remember what other basketball player it was, but he was talking about Kobe Bryant. And he said, the guy gets up and he said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go put in this time because of the game and the big play, the big game that they're going to play. And uh, he got there early to get to work out and he heard a basketball and it's Kobe Bryant. Jason Williams. Jason Williams. He's already sweaty and everything. Right. And, uh, and then he said he was got done with his workout and he still hears Kobe Bryant's basketball bouncing. And he said, I'm going to watch this. I got to see this. And he said, he watched it for another 25 minutes. And then Kobe scores 40, I guess in that game or 50. I don't even know what it was. 40 or 50. who cares? 40 is a lot. 50 is even more, but it's a lot. Right, right. <laughs> and then he says, uh, he, up, he went up to Kobe and he said, uh, why do you do that? Why do you play? And he goes, Oh, cause I saw you and I knew you were watching me. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew, that I'd put more effort than you would. Yeah. And dude, I just realized I don't put I don't put enough effort in. And and Oh, well I could have told you that, nigga. And these guys and then I watched the beat even even their greatness, it doesn't make a difference. It's it doesn't make <clears throat> a difference, but it's all on you. And yeah, I keep, I keep Yeah, I keep telling you put your dick on this podcast, nigga. I didn't see it that you know it's hard to see that when you when I when I when I heard him say that to, I kind of got it that it's it's me because it when you when this is all over it's only what you took what you put in and what you let, took let out. Me, let me let me tell you something and I'm I'm so glad you brought this up because here's something that I'm going to say to you uh, and and it may you may do it and you may not but I, I said this to you before yo every week when this podcast comes out Wednesdays and Thursdays do you listen to the episodes. Yeah, some yeah, a lot of them, not all of okay. them. Okay, not all of them. No, I I, I, I live. I, I, okay, but you see that? I listen every week. I watch game tape, and I'm doing it because I sit there and I listen to the episodes, and I go, "Boom! You should have said this instead of that." Boom! Next time this situation comes up, turn up the funny here. Oh, this is a great place for a callback. Oh shit! You know what? Boom! He made that point. Which now make, got me thinking. Next time we get into this conversation, point counterpoint. I watch game tape, nigga. So I'm prepared. The next one we do, how do we be better? How do I be better? How do I get funnier? How do I make these callbacks work? And you go, I lived it. Living it's not enough. Watch game tape, son. Study. <laughs> Study. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I can't okay. disagree with you on that. But. I listen to other podcasts too. Okay, but you other podcasts ain't doing what we trying to do. We trying to both retire on a yacht and have a white blonde bitch party. No, that's where you trying everybody to do that. wear yachts. Huh? That's you trying to do that. Okay, that's fu- uh, okay, but whatever your benefit is from it, yeah. you're gonna get something. Yeah. I would I, I would like to I would like to know that you know what I realize this is what I'm realizing, and this is the best way I could say it what Kobe kind of said. I haven't put enough in the bank to go make a withdrawal. I, I, I take it even better than that. I love when 50 cents goes, 
Yo, if you ain't making money while you sleep, get your ass out to bed. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I'm just saying, man, I, and, and, and listen, we've been doing this three years now and I still, and, and, and admit, and, oh shit, and admitting to you that um, as comfortable as you think I should be in saying certain things to you, I'm not 100% comfortable yet. Because I'm always worried that if I say the wrong thing or if I come off too harshly, what that might either do to you or do to us. And so I try to, as strategically as I can, pick my battles and figure out what I can and can't get away with. Because I feel like there's still some things, and that could work towards you to me too. There's still some things where if we could really talk to each other straight up, I think that does nothing but benefit us. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I I think there's been times I probably have held back on something, but I think we're both grown men and we should be able to be able to do grown men shit. Should be. But that's not always easy because sometimes what you think is grown man shit can also hinder shit. Yeah, but I'm I'm not timing is everything and, right. and, and execution is everything. But and I'm, I'm not the best when it comes to execution. Yeah, but I'm not breakable. Oh, well, nigga, let me go and turn my volume up. <laughs> I believe I can break you, nigga. Nah, I, I must mean, break him. I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, it's funny because I sound very insecure in a lot of ways when I talk about certain things. Like, like you know, I do. I, I know I do. But you know me, and you know that I'm very, at the same time I could be insecure, I'm very secure in what I'm doing. Because I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't. I don't know how to balance. I don't know how that works because that doesn't sound like it works. All right. So can we put this to the test? Can I say something to you yeah. that I'm hoping doesn't fuck with you? Yeah, go but ahead. that I want to say. Go ahead. All right. Like when you say you don't, you live it, and I don't you don't watch game tape because you live it. And I say to you, yo, Andy, I wish you would be funnier on this podcast. And I can't force you to be what you're not, but I still believe that as a comic, you know, there's always room to turn the level up. And sometimes I, I, I think to myself and I want to say to you, Andy, Andy, you're not funny enough on this podcast for you to not be watching game tape, nigga. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But see, I, I've never thought of my uh, my position on this podcast. And when I do listen to it, I think it's me. Like, I, I wasn't looking to be the funniest guy on the podcast. I, I, okay, I but, I'm not, I'm not, but nobody's asking you to be the funniest guy because Jordan couldn't have won that ring without packs and shot. He couldn't have won that other ring without Kerr's shot. So you play a pivotal role. Yeah. So just be ready to shoot, nigga. Yeah, but I also play another role here where I come with I come with a lot of different things. I, I'm, 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 I read up on shit. I'm ready to go with whatever we're going to talk about. I'm not always the funniest on it, but I'm ready to go. Like, I have information. That you seem to forget. Yeah, I forget the names. I don't forget the overall <laughs> names. Where'd you go, man? No, no, somebody's calling oh, me right okay. now. Um, go ahead, keep talking. All right, but we got to get this one done because we got to we got to get right. emails. So I'm want to I want to give everybody uh, where we're going to be. Oh, you got a? I'm going to give everybody where we're going to be, and you got a you got a all right a, a thing to read, right? Yeah. All right, so um, guys, uh, very excited to be doing New Year's with Aries in Miami. We're going to be there the 30th uh, through the uh, 2nd. 
Uh, obviously, we're going to be there for New Year's Eve. And if you want to come out to New Year's Eve, I don't, I don't know how many tickets are left, but get those tickets for New Year's Eve. Um, then we're going to both be in uh, Helium, St. Louis on the 6th, the following week, the 6th through the 9th. And then uh, <coughs> that's Helium. And then we're going to be at... Uh, have you been to Milwaukee Improv before? No, it's new. It's new, right? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. We're going to be in Milwaukee Improv the 13th through the 16th. Uh, and then uh, Cleveland Improv, uh, the 21st through the 23rd. And then the end of the month, uh, the 28th and 29th, I'm going to be back in Helium, St. Louis, doing The Garage, uh, headlining that for the, those two days. And then Aries is going to be at the Denver Improv. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> Christmas Day and the day after, I'm oh, going to be I in forgot to Dana. What is that? Dana, Florida? Dana, Dana Beach, Florida. Which Dana is, Beach, Florida, at the Improv. It's in that. It's in the Fort Lauderdale kind of same area. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Christmas night, two shows, and then the next day, one show. So three shows over that Christmas weekend. And I was going to come out, but that's a. It was a thousand dollars to fly out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, not for three shows. Um, Okay, folks, I'm going to read something that I have to read to you and add for something that I'm involved with. And to all of these, to all of you listeners, please, 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 I'm asking you as a favor to me to please check this out. Please support it. Uh, It is a true investment uh, into my future and into my kids' future. So I know Kolsch has our back no matter what. uh, And I'm sure there are a few other diehard loyalists. But to everybody out there, Please, please, please uh, check this out and support me on this. I need you. I'm putting a bad signal in the air. Um, Yo, I'm a tech investor, y'all. I've partnered with Aries. Yep, you heard that right. Aries, spelled A-R-Y-E-S. They approached me and said they wanted to help 100,000 business owners keep their doors open. And after I saw the product, I was like, sign me up. It literally helps business owners increase their profit and run their businesses without needing to do basic accounting. Look, this isn't the business podcast, so let's keep it simple. I need your help. If you own a storefront business or know someone who owns a storefront, I need you to use Aries, that's A-R-Y-E-S, and submit reviews. Go to HeyAries.com and click Get Aries, H-E-Y-A-R-Y-E-S, Dot com. Use the code SPEARS, all capital letters, so I know my listeners are supporting. When we hit 100,000 signups, we got something special planned. Yay, yay, yay. So your company that you're doing this with is Aries? Yes. And you're Aries. And I'm Aries. So that sounded confusing when they said you'll get Aries. Yeah, but it's spelled A-R-Y-E-S. Okay. And yeah. go ahead. Steve, <clears throat> do me a favor. Uh, put that at the end of, keep that so I don't have to do it twice and put that on the end of uh, the podcast episode as well, like a regular commercial. And then I'm going to call you and explain to you, like I explained to Andy, what's being done here. But uh, coming out of that in three, two, one. Okay. Um, I have and to- one, and one, I'm sorry, one more thing I have to announce. Uh, folks, I haven't done it in a while, so let me do it again because uh, I had somebody, a couple of people hit me on Instagram about this. If you want to uh, email into the show, 
Aerie Spears, 45 at Hotmail. For any new listeners that want to get shit off their chest and want to discuss things, want to know things, want to have their shit read, uh, Aries, uh, is it Aries Spears? At 45 at Hotmail, right? Aries Spears, 40, 45 Hotmail. I couldn't remember my own goddamn email. Aries Spears, 45 at Hotmail. A-R-I-E-S-S-P-E-A-R-S, 45 at Hotmail. Yeah, if you want to find me, I like Instagram. But you, but send emails to be read on the podcast to Aries. And it's yeah, Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. At Hotmail. Uh, and as always, please, uh, Spearsburg Pod, support us. Those numbers are slowly growing. Patreon, Spearsburg. Is Spearsburg? Is Spearsburg Pod? Spears. Yeah. On Patreon? Yeah, I think so. Spearsburg Pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah all, Patreon. They're all, everything Spearsburg Pod. Yeah, it's grow. We're growing too on YouTube, which I'm happy about because that means ching ching, <laughs> money in the Jews' pocket. Um, Twitter, Instagram, everything Spearsburg Pod. Somebody else hit me up and said, uh, "There's a new CEO <clears throat> at Twitter, um, and he was banned for two years, and now he's back on. So now with this new shift in company, maybe I could get back on." So I told Anthony uh, to see if he could get me back on Twitter. You should have you should have listeners right into Twitter. They 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 need Ari Spears back on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if I want to remind them Twitter that well, why was he ticking off in the first place? <laughs> so maybe this is a brand new start. Uh, and I just want to be able to be on it just so I could load up, uh, you know, shit that we can't get away with on Instagram. Yeah, you know, but, so. but you couldn't get away with it on Twitter. That's why you're off. No, no, you, no, no, you could. I, my my shit was different. I, you know, I was, you know, <laughs> I was calling motherfuckers sand niggas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going hard in the paint. But nigga. if okay, if you call everybody that, right? How right? What what what? It, it would almost be offensive if you didn't call somebody that. I, I, I like your, your ideology. Uh, but you know, nigga, my shit was venomous. I was really, I was really no, at a different level. You used to used to get up early, yeah, to get straight Scarface niggas. <laughs> I kind of miss you those days. You fucking little monkey. Hey, what the fuck you think you're talking to? Huh? You want to go to war? Take it easy when you talk to me. I was on that level. <laughs> I kind of miss it a little bit. I really do because you used to I, go I, hard. I just, I, yeah, man. I just, you know, uh. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm in a different place now. Woosa. <laughs> All right, you got a musical guest? Oh, shit. Uh, that's right. Um, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. Coming up, this is That Girl. A B song is no hype. Instagram at that girl, a B spelled just like that. That girl, T H A T G I R L A B. Twitter at that, T H A T underscore G I R L underscore A B. Facebook at that girl, a B. Again, spelled just like you heard it. T H A T G I R L A B. The song is called No Hype from a Woman. Let's go. Hey, Mama, you play me a song? I got you. What about the critics? I don't give up. 
to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. What do you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!